We're learning the Sicha on Parsha Zacher and Chelek Chofalef on page 190. Shir today is being learned to the Nishmas Rabbi Yosef ben Yamin ben Rabbi Menashe Koltman. Regarding this that Chazal instituted to read Parsha Zacher in the Shabbos before Purim, Lein in Betayre dem Shabbos for Purim the Parsha from Zacher es HaShasa Lecha Amalek, Frek de Morgan Avram. The Morgan Avram asks the following question. We find various mitzvahs that consist of remembering certain things. There are the schiris that a person has to remember when you say the bracha of Kriyashma in the end of the bracha of Avasailam, and within Kriyashma itself, there are things that you should be thinking about and remembering. Remember the Abisha gave us the Teira. Maisa Malik. What we're speaking about here, Parsha Zacher, the story with Amalek, Maisa Miriam, the story with Miriam when she spoke about Moshe Rabbeinu when she became then a Mitzras, Shabbos to remember Shabbos, and Maisa Egel when Yidin uh, made an Egel. This is what's known as the Sheish Schiris. There are six things that we have to always remember. If so, the question is, Why did Chachamim Institute specifically that out of all these Parsha Samalek should be read from the Teda? We don't find this by other of the things that we are supposed to remember. The Morgan Avram answers this question. For Matan Teda, we have a Yomtev. We have a Yomtev dedicated, the Yomtev of Shavuos. So to Shabbos. So there's the day of Shabbos that we remember Shabbos. We have Shabbos once a week and therefore we have to remember it every day. But there's Shabbos and therefore we don't have to specially establish the lane from the Torah. Now the other two, remembering the story with Miriam and the story with the Egel, Chacham did not institute to read from the Torah this especially. Because this is something which is embarrassing for Yidin. However, seemingly this is not a sufficient answer. Because similar regarding the story with Amalek is the Khfaran Purim. There's also a Yomtev established which is Purim. The whole story of Purim is connected to Amalek. Haman being a descendant from Amalek and the whole story is related to Amalek. Biz as the Kriya from Purim is, the Kriya Satayra and Purim itself is, the Pasha from Melchemes Amalek, the story of the actual Muhammad of Amalek, Vayove Amalek, and Pasha's Bishalach. Right on Pasha Zacher, we read from Pasha's Kiseitse, where the Torah says the mitzvah of Zacher. But on, on Purim, we read the story itself. Even more so, thus was Pasha Zacher is the Shabbos. Far Purim, why was it established that we read Pasha Zacher in the Shabbos right before Purim? As that it says in the Gemara, so that the fulfillment of the mitzvahs of Purim related to the victory of Yidin or the Ness of Yidin against Haman, which was a descendant of Amalek, so the fulfillment, the action of those mitzvahs should not be before we read and remember who Amalek is. So what this itself means, it's this it's itself is showing you as Purim is the Yasiyah. Purim is the action. It's not just reading from the title, but it's bringing it down even more concrete into the world of action. Funder Schire, the Parsha Zacher. And it's the Asiyah of what? Of this remembrance of Parsha Zacher. So if so, definitely we have already a Yontiv that takes care of remembering about Amalek in a very concrete manner. 
If so, why is it necessary to establish a separate takana of Amalek to read and read about remembering Amalek? Biz as the Shabbos, we're talking about from Shabbos, Parsha Zocher, v'chayetze bezan. The meaning is that we refer to the Shabbos as the Shabbos Parsha Zocher or Shabbos Zocher. So, must be something unique about Amalek that we dedicate the Kriya Satayra and the whole Shabbos to this theme. Is the fun mashma? So from this it's clear as the takana from Parsha Zocher, the takana to read Zocher is neat. Narvas is netokin zman meyuchot. I've tzuderman and ma'is Amalek. Not only like the Magen Avram says. Because technically there is no other time established that we focus on remembering about the story of Amalek. Nor Because there is a certain advantage and there's something unique about remembering Amalek more than other Zechiris. The Rebbe brings here in the Ha'areh, which the Rebbe will focus on later in the Sikhe, that according to most Paiskim, remembering Amalek and the reading of the Parsha Zohar from, from the Teireh is actually Minat Teireh, which you don't find regarding the other Sikhiris as well. So it must be something which is unique. So the question here is, what is there in Yemiyuchad by Sikhiris Maisa Amalek versus Nitab by the other Sikhiris? What's so unique about remembering the story that Amalek would have had the battle with Amalek more than the other Sikhiris? And therefore, a special Kriya Satayra was established for this. Seemingly, on the contrary, the other Zechiris, they represent very general ideas that are relevant for the behavior of a Yid in every time and in every place. And the Rebbe goes through the other five Sikhiris. Maimedar Sinai, Matan Teireh, to remember Hashem giving us the Teireh is Dochte Yisoyed from Gans Teireh Mitzvah. So obviously this is the foundation of all of Teireh Mitzvahs. Shabbos is from the Mitzvahs Kalalias. Shabbos is from the very general Mitzvahs. It's the foundation of the entire Yiddishkeit. Um Vosis Poyol, Nit Noirev Tetok from Shabbos, has its impact not only on the day of Shabbos when you rest, not Oich of Allah Sheisish Meachayl. It has an impact on every single day of the week. On the other hand, Maisa Malek, Maisa Egel, that is, the story with the Egel, which is the Heipach von Anoichi, the Yidin did something which went against the fact that the Ebeshter is the only one. So this is something which is also very important, very central to the whole entire Yiddishkeit, the belief in Hashem. V'oid, another point, why the Egel is so uh, important, the says, on the day that I'll remember that I'll punish you for anything else, so there'll be included a punishment for the eagle as well then. The Montes Ayyidin, this reminds Ayyid, that he always should be careful to stay away from an Aveda. That it shouldn't come to it, that Ayyidin are punished, and then the Ayyidin will remember and they'll be punished for the eagle as well. This idea that a Yidin could be punished and the Egel is always something that comes back to be punished as well, that's not only regarding Surmirah, but it also includes to be careful in doing all the mitzvahs as the obligation is. So it comes out that the Egel is very fundamental as far as the fact that it's the Amunah of a Yid, and also it's relevant to every single mitzvah, both in Surmirah and Asetayv. On Afil, Miriam. And then the, the story with Miriam which is seemingly an individual story with Miriam that spoke out about Moshe Rabbeinu which did not have any outcome 
for the entire Klal Yisrael, for all future generations. Is Aber, Oichendem, Farana, Hira, so Alayidin. But nevertheless, here there's a lesson for all Yidin and a very important lesson. To what degree a Yid should be careful for not to not speak Lashon Hara. Lashon Hara is one of the most severe Averis. As it says in the Gemara, as it says, Magdal, Avenis, Keneged, Gimel, Averis, Avedizara, Vigiliarais, Ashvichis Domin. That this Aveda of speaking Lashon Hara is as, is as bad and as, is equivalent to the three worst Avedis of Avedizara, Gilearais, and Shvichis Domin. And at the same time, even though it's such a hard, it's such a um, severe Aveda, as the Gemara says, it's one of the Avedas that it's very, very difficult for a person to be careful with. And therefore, we understand why speaking and remembering the story with Miriam, which was basically a story of Lashon Hara, is something to remember every day. But remembering the story that happened with the Amalek when Yidin were on the way to Matan that seems to be a certain incident that happened and that brings a specific mitzvah. And seemingly it does not have in it any lesson for a Yidin his behavior. And to say that it's Tafka, this mitzvah that has a very important and central lesson that we establish a special Shabbos and a Kriya Satayra to read, unlike all the other Schiris, it doesn't seem to be the case. So this is the general question here on the Indian of Schiris, Maisam Alik. The Tmi Yendem is noch starker. The Rebbe continues, the question regarding this becomes even stronger when we think about how or what is the relevance of the Schiris, Maisam Alik, Bizman today. The tachlis from Schiris Amalek is. What's the purpose of this mitzvah? To remember what Amalek did. It's Mechiris Amalek. The purpose is to wipe out Amalek or any of the descendants of the entire nation of Amalek. As the Psukim continue after it says Zacher. When the Ebeshter will give you the ability and you won't have any other enemies around you. So then you have the mitzvah of Timches Amalek. Zecher Amalek. To erase any remnants of Amalek. That's the purpose of remembering. It's just to remember in order to come to erase Amalek, to fight and erase Amalek. On the Rambam is the Smas, but the Rambam in Sefer HaMitzvah explains this clearly. There's the mitzvah to remember what Amalek did to us. And that brings the feeling to hate Amalek. In all times. And to awaken our souls with learning the inyanim that it says in the Torah, the, the statements that are written in the Torah about Amalek, and we will be able to fight against Amalek. So the whole point is the lehilachem by. Now, if so, the question is, bisman this has very little relevance, or seemingly no relevance at all. Mibal bisman is nitshayich to mekayim zayn dem tzibufu mechias Amalek bepoil. It's impossible to fulfill the mitzvah of erasing and wiping out Amalek. Vile, Aleph number one, mitzvahs, mechias amalek, is norve yidin zen alad mosam. The mitzvah only applies when yidin are all in Eretz Yisrael, un in a matzafun menucha, and are living there peacefully and tranquilly. As the Pasik says, that no other nations and no other others are harming or bothering yidin, so then they have the mitzvah to wipe out amalek. 
So that doesn't, so it means it does not relevant today. And Beis, Afila, Ven, Savold, Givendit, Noimanal, even if that would have been the fact that Yidin are in Eretz Yisrael and they're living there peacefully, isn't it Meglech to Durichvir in Mechias Amalek? It's just impossible to wipe out Amalek today. While, as the Gemara tells us, Kva Ola Sancherev, Ubilbul Asailam, Sancherev came and confused things. He mixed all nations, he, peeped, he displaced people from one place to another. And the Chol Parish, Miruba Parish, any guy, anyone that comes from the people in the world, he's coming from the majority, and the majority is not a Malik. So since we don't know who is who, so we have to follow the majority, so we don't know anyone, we don't identify any guy as an Amalek, we just identify him as the Raiv, as the majority, which is not a Malik. So Kuntais, so it comes out as their Inyam, from Schiris Amalek, Bismanazet, that this uh, Inyam, this mitzvah, to remember what Amalek did today, is not so relevant in actuality because the, the purpose of remembering is to awaken the hatred in you to want to come and fight and, and wipe out a Malik. That doesn't apply today. Specifically regarding this remembrance, which is less relevant than any of the others, there's a special Kriya to read it, and a special Shabbos dedicated to the theme of wiping out Amalek. Why is that? So the Rebbe will bring us to a new understanding of what the Mitzvah of Shiris Amalek is, and will prove it from the way the Mitzvah of Shiris Amalek is, Alpinigla. And then explain al what the idea of Zchiris Amalek is, and therefore it is actually a very fundamental and central Indian that we dedicate a, a Kriya and a special Shabbos for this. So, let's understand better the very mitzvah, the very definition of this mitzvah of remembering Amalek. Because now, seemingly, there are two, two obvious questions here. Aleph, number one. Since the whole purpose of remembering Amalek is all in order to erase, wipe out Amalek, as quoted before from the Rambam. So Favos is not the Chiyav of Schiris Amalek, Oich Bizman, when Alpi Teire is not Shaykh Mechiris Amalek Bepoil. So then why is there any mitzvah of Schiris Amalek today? If Alpi Teire, it's impossible to fulfill the mitzvah of Mechiris Amalek. Because the conditions don't allow Alpitaire, so there should be no mitzvah of Zechiris Amalek either. If these two mitzvahs are linked to each other, so then Zechiris Amalek should not be a mitzvah today. But it is though. So why is it a mitzvah without Mechiris Amalek if these two mitzvahs are linked to each other? Beis, Favos Dafim Bechlal, Onkomen, Tzua Bazundit, Sivoy, Zochar, Asalachal Malek. A deeper and more fundamental question is. Why, if it's true that the entire idea of the mitzvah of Sechireh is just to arouse ourselves, to inspire ourselves, to hate Amalek, to come and fight with him, why is it necessary to have this separate mitzvah, to remember who Amalek is, to fight against Amalek? And it's not enough that Ebeshter commands us to go ahead and wipe out Amalek. Ebeshter gives us a mitzvah, so, if you want to be inspired to fulfill the mitzvah, learn, learn about the mitzvah itself, and you'll get inspired, like every other mitzvah that Abishta gives, that if you don't feel inspired to do it, so you have to inspire yourself and learn about the content of the mitzvah to get inspired. Why is it necessary to have a new and separate mitzvah of the Taryag mitzvahs, which is basically all in, about inspiring yourself to fulfill another mitzvah, to fulfill the mitzvah of Mechia Samalek? Al-Darech, the Rebbe brings an example, Videtzivu, Yilay Sachaya, Kol 
Another mitzvah is, or another lav is, not to allow any of the B'Shaychah's uh, design numbers, the seven nations that were living in Eretz Yisrael, when Yidin came into Eretz Yisrael, you may not allow them to live. We don't find that there's a separate mitzvah to awaken ourselves and remember their bad actions. That this will inspire ourselves to come and fight against them. There's the mitzvah, and the mitzvah itself is the best inspiration. And so that, that you know that you have to inspire yourself to do the mitzvah. So the fact that we hear this, this is new separate mitzvah is the fun gufa gedrungen. It's from this itself. It's clear, and this proves as afapi as a tachlis from schiras amalek is mechiras amalek. Yes, it is true that the purpose of remembering about a malik is in order to come to then wipe out a malik is a bedo an inyan was tutzich oif in schiras amalek farzich. There is something that is accomplished just by this that you remember a malik for itself even before. And you, you come to actually utilize this inspiration to come and wipe out Amalek, remembering who Amalek is in itself does accomplish something as well. And therefore, the Rambam. So the Rambam and others that count mitzvahs, and there's various discussions what is included as a separate of the uh, mitzvah of the Tariag mitzvahs. So the Rambam counts Mechias Amalek. Wiping out Amalek, Unschiris Amalek, remembering Amalek, as Tzvei Bazundere Mitzvahs. Mit Bazundere Gedarim, they're separate Mitzvahs, and they are defined differently. They apply differently. Ledugme, so as far as the definition of the Mitzvah, where do we see the difference between these two Mitzvahs? Mechiris Amalek, Isundere Mitzvahs, Vazen Choyval Atzibor. That's from those Mitzvahs that are not considered to be a Mitzvah of the individual. It's a Mitzvah for the congregation. It, it, it's Chal, it takes effect on everybody as, as one whole. On late Kama days, according to some opinions, is this a mitzvah from Melech from them tzibur. It's a mitzvah that's actually, it's the Melech, it's the king's mitzvah to do this, the Melech being the king of all, the king of the tzibur. So the Rebbe says it's also a certain kind of mitzvah that belongs not to the, to the individual, but to the representative of the entire tzibur, being the king. On the mitzvah, hot Kamet Naim, and additionally, Besides this very general definition that it's a mitzvah that lies upon everybody as a whole, but as we mentioned already before, that the fulfillment of this mitzvah has various conditions. It only applies after you enter into Eretz Yisrael, and more conditions. Which is not the case with the mitzvah of just remembering who Amalek is and what he did, is a mitzvah if yadin yachet bazunde. So first of all, this is a mitzvah that lies upon every individual. On is a mitzvah tmidis. This is a constant mitzvah. Before Yidin came into Israel, after, and every time or in any place. And according to some, it's actually a mitzvah every day. On der inyin, vosvert oivgeton, durch schiris amalek farzich. So, this accomplishment of remembering amalek, so before you even come to fulfill, to wipe out amalek, so it, it in itself accomplishes something, is an inyin klali ganztaira. This is a very central theme and a, a great accomplishment that's relevant for the entire Torah. Even more than the other Sechiris. So here, this last point, this is the point of the answer to the question that the Rebbe asked in the beginning of the Sikha, why are we dedicating a special Shabbos and a special Kriyas HaTorah for Amalek? Just like we see from the very fact that the Sechiris Amalek is counted as a mitzvah for itself, so we understand that it's not just a mitzvah that's tied and linked to being an inspiration to actually wipe out a Malik, but Zechiris um, Amalek accomplishes something in itself, 
we can understand now and take that to the next step and say that the, what it accomplishes for itself is a new klali is very central to the entire Torah, as will be explained later in Seif Zion. The beat in them, so to understand what remembering a Malik accomplishes in itself, besides the fact that the purpose of the mitzvah taka is to bring, to wipe out a malek, but it's counted as a separate mitzvah because the remembering itself is already an accomplishment. So we need to understand what's Bechlal, this whole entire idea of wiping out a malek. Who is this a malek and why is he so terrible that we have to wipe out a malek? That Inyan for a malek is the theme about when we speak about remembering to wipe out a malek, what does he represent? Is he a deyas He's one that knows his master, he knows Hashem, umiskaven, limited by. And he purposefully, intentionally rebels against Hashem. So therefore, before a yid could come to wipe out a malek from a malek, literally the descendants of a malek, and he first has to be sure as by, by, by and in, im alain, that at and in his own personal self, there should be no Amalek at all. There should be no remnants of such a kind of a Hanhaga, such kind of behavior where he knows Hashem, but he still is rebelling against Hashem. Not even in the most, the most subtle degree, as will be explained later in Sivov, how is it possible that by a Yid there should be an Amalek by him himself? In other words, the point of the mitzvah of Amalek is not just about eradicating a certain nation from the world, but it's about eradicating what Amalek represents. There's a reason why this mitzvah of Mechia, to wipe out of a nation, applies specifically to Amalek, because they represent this Miskaven Limrud Bayit. So the only way you can fulfill that mitzvah properly is if there's no Miskaven Limrud Bayit in you, and the person himself. Das is the Teichin for mitzvah Schiris Amalek. So this is the idea of the mitzvah of remembering Amalek, besides that it leads to wiping out Amalek literally, but then there's an accomplishment in the Zechira itself. It's not only to remember, in order to inspire oneself, to come afterwards to do something else, which is to fight and wipe out Amalek literally. Or that remembering about a Malik, even if you want to apply that to the person himself, that the point would be that now this will prevent you of some other negative behavior. So then again, it's still the remembrance is all about a preventive for something else outside this memory itself. Similar to the way it is with remembering the story about Miriam. You remember what happened to Miriam, this will prevent you of speaking Lashon Hara. Not rather, Zechiras, Amalek Gufa, remembering who and what Amalek is, Tut Oif Mechias Amalek Shabalev. This itself accomplishes the, the erasing of Amalek within his heart, in Im Gufa, in the person himself, just by remembering how terrible and how low and how despicable and how great of a rebellion Amalek is. And remembering that that Amalek is, is the Amalek in, in the person's own heart that he's, that he's remembering about, that itself exposes Amalek and wipes him out in the heart of the person. It's possible that by Ayid there's an Amalek within his own life. That wants to affect him, that he should rebel against, God forbid, Hashem. 
Und wenn der Zacher, Malik ist bei ihm Kedeboi, when a person remembers what Amalek represents, and the Rebbe adds Kedeboi, the way it's supposed to be, to properly remember Amalek with the real full hatred, to know who Amalek is and to really feel how bad Amalek is, so this accomplishes, this itself is how you erase that Amalek within your soul. This itself uproots an Oizgemecht and erases any leaning in this direction of rebellion against Hashem. When you expose how low something is and how despicable something is, that is the best way to get rid of it by uprooting it completely. If you think about other kinds of things of, the, of, of how uh, great something, how great the Eibishter is, or other kinds of his bainanos, so then you didn't actually uproot Amalek from its, from its source. But when you realize what Amalek is and how much you don't want that Amalek in your heart, so then that uproots the Amalek from its source, from its, from its roots. With this we understand. This explains why it's specifically this zechira to remember Amalek. So it was instituted that it should be you should learn this specifically from the Taira. Well, Taira is balabas of mitzias and that is because Taira is the master or the ruler, the the boss of everything that happens in the mitzias of the world in the existence of the world. The power of Taita on everything in the world is extremely powerful. As the Rebbe here brings a Yerushalmi that the Rebbe quotes many times, So the Yerushalmi there says that when there's a Psak Din of Taita, the Psak Din of Taita itself or of a Bezdin changes the very existence in the world. Yerushalmi there is talking about a girl that has a birthday and let's say on the first day of the month and she would become three years old. When she's a three years old, she becomes a Basula and then the Bezdin decided to be Ma'aber, to add a 30th day to the previous month. And now instead of it being Aleph, it ends up being Alamid. So what happens? Her body changes. The Psak of the Bezdin, that today is Lamed and it's not Aleph, and she's not, three, she's not three years old, it changes the very nature in her body. That's the power of the words of Taita, of a Psak of Taita. And therefore, when you connect remembering Amalek, not just that a person individually in his mind and his heart remembers Amalek, but he's hearing it from it being read from the Torah. So then the very Zikaran itself is what erases Amalek within his soul, within his heart. Not that it prevents something from the future, but this Zechira itself brings about the very erasing of Amalek. So this explains why the Minyan of Zechira of Amalek is an Inyan Bifni it's a separate thing, and the point is to erase the source of the Amalek, which could be in the heart of the Yid. Now, the Rebbe explains, according to this, as I mentioned earlier, that according to most Paiskim, the mitzvah of remembering Amalek and reading from the Torah, Parsha Zachir, is a mitzvah menatayra unlike any of the other schiris. Das is eich eine von die biyurim, was kriyas Parsha Zachir is ladas, reva paiskim, a mitzvah sasei menatayra. This is one of the explanations why it's only Parsha Zachir that according to most of Paiskim, it's a mitzvah menatayra. Now, what's the difference between a mitzvah menatayra and mitzvah midrabanan? So, from the iluyim in mitzvahs de iraisa, legabe mitzvahs de rabbanam. One of the greater things, one of the advantages that there are to a mitzvah which is menatayre, in contrast to mitzvahs which only the Chachamim instituted, 
ist, was mit ist, der Reise haben eine stärkere Pole auf und in Welt. It has a greater impact. The mitzvahs and atayra have a greater impact on and in the existence of the world itself. In other words, as far as the actual fulfillment of the mitzvah is concerned, they are both obligations. And the Rebbe will soon say there's actually an advantage to the mitzvahs midrabbanan. But as far as the uh, uh, impact that the fulfillment of the mitzvah has on the entity, on the chefza, on the object used in the mitzvah in the world, a mitzvah and atayra has a much greater impact. It's well known, a lengthy discussion that Achreinim speak about, that make the distinction as those things that are forbidden, biblically forbidden. The Iser is actually on the very object itself, which is forbidden. And therefore, you may not eat it or may not have any benefit of it. The very item itself becomes something which is despicable and therefore. That's the reason why you may not eat it. Which is not the case when it comes to something which is only awesome. According to some opinions, is only something which is a prohibition that lies upon the person. Yes, the item is not despicable. It's a permissible item. But nevertheless, you may not have contact with it. You may not eat it or you may not have any benefit of it. The Chachamim laying a roof on Isser of the mansion. The Chachamim are placing upon the person this Isser of a net of the Chavtzei Ha'Olam Atzmam. But they are not placing the Isser on the very object itself that it becomes a Dovah Mesuv, that it becomes a despicable object. The Rebbe spoke about this Indian Barichas Gedayla as it's here in the Maramakim in the Ara 48 in the Fabrengens of Tovshin Lamed Vav by Achim Shal Pesach. There the Rebbe brought famous Lashon that the Rebbe says in Tanya that even an Isser Medivrei Seifrim is Gimel Klippus Atmeis, meaning that an Isser Medirabonon is a Dovah Mesuv, that the object itself is Aser. But the Rebbe there explained that what that means is only after the person eats it and he does an Isser with this object, then it becomes Gimel Klippus Atmeis. But before the Etzim Isser Medirabonon itself, even according to the Alter Rebbe in Tanya, we can still say is only a Iser Gavre, it's a Iser that the person may not have contact with it, but not that the object itself is Gimel Klippus Atmeis. Now, on the other hand, we know that there's great advantages to a mitzvah midrabbanan. Those was mitzvahs midrabbanan haben a ma'ilav mitzvahs deiraisa. This that we find that a mitzvah midrabbanan has an advantage over a mitzvah minatayre. Kemaim chazal, as chazal tell us, harevim alay divrei seifrim yisim midivrei tayre. It's sweeter for me, more the words of the chachamim, even more than the words of the tayre. What's the, what's the reason for this? If we're saying that the mitzvahs minatayra are much more powerful and have a much greater impact in the world, so why are we saying that the mitzvahs midrabbanan are sweeter? Is this be'ikir negeyat dem gavra? This, that it's sweeter, is regarding the person, person fulfilling the mitzvah. And the reason is, violinim kiyam mitzvahs shay sifu rabbanon, because fulfilling these mitzvahs that chachamim added, drik tzachayiz diarevus uchukit tzazayin eved Hashem. This expresses the sweetness and the yearning of a yid to be a servant of Hashem. And therefore, as the Medrash says, Yidin beg Hashem and say to Hashem, decree upon us decrees, we want to have the mitzvahs. And even after Hashem gives us the mitzvahs, he's still not satisfied with what Abishta gave. Yidin add more precautions and more mitzvahs. 
There are certain mitzvahs that are actually not precautions. There are the seven mitzvahs that are banal, the chachamim added. Or we also make other fences and precautions in order to be able to fulfill the gzaitis, the mitzvahs minatayde. Could they nachmer fazicher and kiyem gzaitis? To even be more assured that we will be careful to fulfill the Abish's decrees. So all mitzvahs midarabanan represent this special enthusiasm of Yidin to accept and to do and fulfill properly the mitzvahs minatayde. So in that sense, Tafke mitzvahs midarabanan express Yidin's enthusiasm and sweetness of the fulfillment of a mitzvah. We can say another point in what the advantage of mitzvahs midrabanan are and why they're considered to be sweeter. By mitzvahs da'iraisa, when it comes to a mitzvah minatayra, vibalt zei peilen velt efashtarker inoifen. Talk at this point that we just said before, that mitzvahs minatayra are extremely powerful. They have a godly power to impact the very existence of the world. Is by zei nita zei kentik as mizmekayim the mitzvahs blows mitzad tzivah kadosh baruch hu. So when you do these mitzvahs, it's not so noticeable the fact that the person is only doing this mitzvah simply because he's here to fulfill Hashem's command without thinking what this mitzvah will accomplish and what he will gain out of this mitzvah. Vazgulas a mitzvah. Because when a yid does a mitzvah in a the the goal of the mitzvah, in other words, what the mitzvah accomplishes, was that has a great impact of the world, is mailim oifin kabbalasayil shebekiyam a mitzvah. This conceals on the pure acceptance of the yoke of heaven to fulfill the mitzvah, doing it just for the fact that it's the Abish's mitzvah. You do the mitzvah and involved in it, or at least it seems outwardly, that the mitzvah has a great impact. So it's not noticeable that it's being done just for the sake of Hashem. Which is not so when it comes to do the mitzvah. What the mitzvah accomplishes is not as powerful. So here, the fulfillment of Mitzvah Smith what this expresses is that not that through this Mitzvah he accomplishes great things in the world, nor he does the Mitzvah simply because he's Hashem's servant, and therefore he listens and does what the desire and the command of the king is. So that's the sweetness and the specialty that's expressed in the fulfillment of Mitzvah Smith but this is all regarding the Gavra, regarding what a person is expressing when he fulfills the mitzvah. However, regarding the very object, the existence of the world itself. This, that mitzvahs must accomplish something within the world itself, is Adarabah. So over here, on the contrary, Mitzvahs the Yeraise, Hodden them Koyach HaTayre. The mitzvahs that are Minatayre, they have a special power of the Tayre itself, Tzubavirkin, the Chefze, Mitzvahs from Welt, that is able to impact and change the existence of the world itself, and Anoifen versus Nita by Mitzvahs the Rabbanan Kanal, to such an extent that we don't find by the Mitzvahs with the Rabbanan. Okay, so therefore, this is the special, unique power of Mitzvahs Minatayre that it changes. The very mitzvah, the very entity, or in the lashon of the sikh here, the chefza of the world itself. On the far, so now this explains regarding Parsha Zacher why this is the only one of the sheish schires that's a mitzvah minatayre. On the far, as kriyas Parsha Zacher, a mitzvah minatayre. This is a mitzvah minatayre to read. For does git a koyach This gives additional power. 
as the Schiris Amalek, so Oifton the Mechias Amalek, that the very remembrance of Amalek. When you hear and read the Amalek from the Teireh, and you're fulfilling a mitzvah in a Teireh, this itself accomplishes it. it this, has, this is the power to actually erase Amalek, because it's a mitzvah in a Teireh that will have an impact on the Amalek. Benidin Didon Sheba Adam, and here we're talking about the Amalek, which is in the heart of the person. So the Chefze that the Teireh, the Mitzvah Menat is affecting is the person. The, person, the, the Amalek in the heart of the person is that Chefze that the Kriyas will affect. Okay, so this is the explanation of why this is different than all other Mitzvahs of the Schiris, and it's a Mitzvah Menat Here, the Rebbe will come back to explain what is this idea of a Malek being in the heart of a Yid? That it's possible for there to be in the heart of a Yid, a Yideya as Ribbainai Umiskavan Limridbai. What does that mean? Is that possible really? In the heart of a Yid, such a kind of a thing that he's intentionally or deliberately rebelling against Hashem? So the Rebbe explains. Vibalt Aschiris Amalek is a mitzvah tmidis. Since remembering a Malek is a concept mitzvah. Is verstandig, as das ist ein Inyan, was jeder darf sich in den Bavaren in Tomid bechalas manem. So this is something that everybody, regardless of what level you're on, you always have to be careful with this in all times, in, in it constantly. And what's the reason for this? Warum? Because ah, for as is hot net kind art chas v'shalom v'chas v'shalom to zogim. Most definitely, there's no room to say God forbid. As a yid, darf sich Tomid bavaren in von nit sein a yedeya es rabbeinoi umiskaven limrei boy. Definitely, you can't say that every single year has to constantly be careful of not being one that knows Hashem and is deliberately rebelling against Hashem. The Rebbe is Matzayin, Ara 56, to the Rambam that says, what's the kavan of Yid, what's the miskavan of Yid? To do the Ratzin of Hashem, even if Yid, God forbid, doesn't have it, because Yitzray Onsay, because the Yitzhahara overcame him. But to say that a Yid, his kavana, his pnimius is to be mighty in the Ebishter. How can you say that this exists in the heart of a Yid? So where is there an Amalek in the heart of a Yid? But nevertheless, a Yid does have to constantly be careful with the existence of a Malik in his heart in a subtle degree. And especially that if you don't tend to that subtle Amalek that may be in your heart, then it is possible that it should come out to a situation where the Yid is Yideya, he knows Hashem, but he rebels and he's deliberately rebelling against Hashem. So what is this subtle Amalek that we're talking about? Babir, the explanation is, This the end of the story of the Amalek in Parshas B'Shalach, it says, that Hashem places his hand on his throne and he uses the term case, ka, the throne of Hashem. So it says Hashem's name with the only yudke. And Hashem fights Amalek. Zogn Chazal, so it says in the Medrash, as ein shmoi shalim, ad sheyimcha shmoi shalamalek. That the Abish's name is incomplete until he will completely eradicate the name of Amalek. That's why it says only the name of Yudke. Kolzman Amalek is Kayim, is the Shem Nit Bishlemus. As long as Amalek is alive, Hashem's name is incomplete. Says Blois Yudke. You just have the two letters of Hashem's name, Yudke. That's why it says only Yudke here. Amalek is Menaget of the Oisi, is Vavke from Shem Avaya. Which means that the Vavke is what's missing because Amalek's opposition and rebellion is against those last two letters of Hashem's name. That's what comes out according to this Medrash, which is also quoted by Rashi there in Parshas B'Shalach. Now this seems to be very difficult to understand. 
We just said, what's Amalek? Amalek knows Hashem and he's deliberately rebelling against him, against Hashem himself in Eibishten. So if so, is my time, so then what's the reason that Aleph, that here from this Medrash Anashi, it comes out that Amalek is only in opposition to the completion of Hashem's name. But he's not in opposition to the name of Hashem in its, in its entirety, only the last two letters. Bays in them nigud of Shleimus Hashem, the fact that Amalek is in opposition to the completion of Hashem's name is nitav yudkei shebeshem. Not on the beginning, on the Yudke of Hashem's name. Which is before and therefore higher than the level of Avke. The higher level of Hashem, that they're not in opposition to. They're in opposition to the lower two letters of Hashem's name. And Gimel Adarabah, on the contrary, since they're only in opposition to Vavke, as is Bleibt Yudke, so if you leave, Yudke is there and it's written in the Pasik Yudke, Bleibt Aganz Hashem from the Zayn Shem, Hashem So you still have a full, complete name of Hashem, one of the seven names of Hashem that may not be erased. So it comes out that Amalek's opposition is not that strong after all. What does this mean? But on the other hand, we're saying that what does Amalek represent? Miskaven Limrit Bay. So the explanation here is, and here we come to a deeper understanding of what the opposition of Amalek is. What are the actions corresponding to the four letters of Hashem's name, again, the impact, that is, of the four letters of Hashem's name on a Yid. On the Nisham of Ayid. Un vizeshtein on zenin benefesh adam. And as they are represented and expressed within the makeup of the soul of Ayid. The soul of Ayid, like Hashem himself, is, is expressed in four letters which represent four different levels. So too, the makeup of the Nisham of Ayid is also represented or is also expressed in these four different things. Adam because Ayid is similar to Hashem himself, bitzal or created in Hashem's image. So Zenin, they are as follows, as Altareb explains in Tanya. Yudke is Chochmah and Bina. The Yud, which is one point, is like the Chochmah, which is the beginning of the understanding, that first point. And Bina is the Heid, broader letter, which is to, to broaden a person's understanding into the details. That's, that's, that's all still in the world of Seichel, in the person's intellect. The intellect of the Neshama. Vav, the letter Vav, which is drawn down, or it's Gematria 6, which are Midas Shebelev, the six Midas in a person's heart, and Vitaira. And also Taita, Taita comes down into this world and the main mitzvah of Taita is Bidibur and therefore it's represented in the Vav that comes down. And then the last hey of Hashem's name, Dibur Umaisa. That refers in mitzvahs, the, the speech and action that a person speaks and does in the actions of mitzvahs. That's what the Yudke Vavke represents in the expression of the Neshama of Ayid. So now based on this, we'll understand what the main, main Mulcham of Amalek is. Iker Melchemes Amalek is of the minion from Poyal Mamish. The main battle of Amalek is fighting a Yid serving the Eibishter in actuality, in Poyal Mamish, in the world of action. Just on the person's intellect, that the fact that his Neshama understands the greatness of Hashem and connects to Hashem through his intellect, which is Bechinas Yudke, the Yudke of the Neshama is an Here he's not opposed to this to such a great extent. Him, Amalek, he's not bothered, perturbed so much by this that he will know and learn and understand Hashem. That a person will be just happy and will keep it just by 
the world of intellect, to understand Hashem. What Amalek desires is, as does on the Poil Zayn of Midrash that understanding you have in your mind. So keep it in the place of mind, in your mind. Keep it cold. Remain indifferent to what you understand in your mind. And it should not have an impact on your feelings, on your, and to be connected in your heart. And the main point here is the midis. When a person starts feeling, so then he becomes connected and it will impact his real behavior. Thought, speech, and action, which is represented in the level of Vavke. So that's where the main opposition of Amalek is. Not to allow what you know in your mind to come down and to have an impact on your behavior. Now understanding that this is what a Malik is, so now the contrary, now we can understand Demos is the Merida Yuma B'Yaser. If this is the case, that a person really does have the proper understanding of Yudke, his connection to Hashem and his Mayach, but in his heart he remains cold and indifferent, this really is a tremendous and a terrible rebellion against Hashem. He knows the truth, but yet there's that disconnect that he doesn't allow it. It's not going to touch me. I'm not going to change my behavior even though I know the truth. So this is emphasized. And what Chazal says, Yes, he knows his master. He has a real understanding of who Hashem is. And nevertheless, he's considered to be one that's deliberately rebelling against Hashem. Since that understanding does not have any impact on the, the, the person himself, on his feelings or on his behavior of Machshava Dibra So, Machshava Dibra does not mean in the literal sense. Begasos, the way it would be understood that he deliberately rebels against Hashem. But the very fact that he knows and understands the truth and he doesn't take time to bring it down and to allow it to affect him, that itself is equivalent to a Merida because, and the Rebbe says, Merida Yuma B'yaisa, that after knowing all that truth and not allowing it to impact him in his heart and in his behavior, so it's, it's like it's like Meskavan Limrid by. That is the Muhammad of Amalek. On in den prat von Amalek, now in this detail of what Amalek's war against Hashem is, as an yedeyas ribayne, that this that he knows Hashem, brengt kabbalas el ribayne, does not lead to accepting upon himself the yoke of his master of Hashem, al kolponim, and here the Rebbe adds, al kolponim loit der yedeyah, that it should be matching up, it should be equivalent to the level of knowledge that he has. Was Kabbalah soil is machriach teiro mitzvus. Kabbalah soil is what brings a person or or uh, forces a person, so to speak, to fulfill the teiro mitzvus. Una as is felt by Kabbalah soil ribaynai is as bedakus mirida mirida lacking in Kabbalah soil, accepting Hashem as your God and therefore the one that tells you what to do and you follow his orders. So that's by definition, uh, at least Badakas subtly, a rebellion against Hashem. So again, here the Rebbe added that the point here is that it's possible that the Yideis Ribbainai does impact his behavior, but not according to the level that he knows. He, according to what he has learned and the way the level of godliness that he understands would demand a much greater level of dedication in Kabbalah Sayyid. So if it doesn't bring out a level of Kabbalah Sayyid that's equivalent to the level of knowledge, that there's still Bedakas and Amalek here. Das, so this, kind, this level of Amalek that we're speaking about here, This is something that everybody has to be careful about. 
Because on, on any level, on every level of a person serving and knowing Hashem, can zayin an art faratos and dominion. There could be room for mistake in this subject. The degree and the extent of the Kabbalah soil. There are many different levels of Kabbalah soil. person dedicating himself to Hashem. So it could be to an extent where a person has certain cheshbayinus, where it's not so pure, not so complete, not a full dedication. is levels of dedication is explained in Chassidus, Eved Nemon, Eved Poshet, to the point where he's just fulfilling with Hashem, what Hashem wants with a complete and full nullification without himself involved at all. Various levels to this. There's a sikha the Rebbe is mitzayin to over here in Chelek Yitches. I believe it's a sikha about the Meragun. They're very interesting how the Rebbe connects this. It is, you can have a mistaken understanding even. It's mashmir and the Loshna the Sikha that it's, 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 an, it's a mistake in how you apply this idea in Kabbalah Sail. So therefore, even a person that has the idea of the Eibishter and he also has Kabbalah Sail still has to read Parsha Zacher and there's still an Indian of erasing Amalek Bidakas in his heart because it could be that the level of Kabbalah soil is not equivalent or is, it's, it's not exactly matching up. It's not that there's a mistake here in applying this idea and the level of Kabbalah soil that he has. Okay, so this explains how it's possible to say that the Zechira of Amalek is a Mitzvah Bifnei Atzma because besides the fact that it brings you literally to wipe out the descendants of Amalek, which is not applicable today, but there's the Amalek within the heart of the Yid, which is applicable to every single Yid, even though there is no Meskav unlimited by Kipshute by a Yid, but in the Aved of a Yid, having the proper level of Kabbalah cell based on what you know, that's what we have to Bavarim by erasing Amalek. So now the Rebbe will explain and answer why this is considered to be such a central mitzvah and this is central to the entire Torah mitzvah. The mitzvah So now with this we'll understand was Muhammad Amalek is forgekommen baderech betzeschem in Mitzrayim farmatn Torah. Why the story of Amalek when he comes to fight with Yidden? When does this happen? On the way when Yidden left Mitzrayim right before matn Torah. Since everything that happens is by divine providence, is move on as does Gufa was Mohammed Amalek Begashmis is given Kaidum Matanteira. So from this that the story of Amalek physically happens when before Matanteira. So the reason is is while Amalek Biruchnis is Menaged, it's because Amalek spiritually, what he represents, he's in opposition, nit tsulazn dem inyin vechidishamatanteira. He doesn't want to allow the accomplishment and the novelty of Ma of Matanteira brings into the world. Now, what is the accomplishment of Matan Teireh? The Oiftu for Matan Teireh is, the accomplishment of Matan Teireh is not just the fact that they didn't have Teireh or Mitzvahs because the obvious were Mekayim Kola Teireh Kula also. Rather, as Teireh Loi Bashamayimi, the point is that we bring the Teireh down here in this world. This is only the Bleiben Nor Beruchnis. Teireh should not just be a spiritual Teireh, nor as Muzarab Kumalamata. Teireh descends here below, Limud Bepoyel, O Mitzvah Smaisi is Dafke, to learn and to fulfill the Mitzvah in action. The other Rabbe, on the contrary, Hamaise Hu Ho'iker. The main thing is Dafke in the action. Right? The Teireh Mitzvah that the obvious fulfilled was all, the main focus was all Beruchnis. But over here, after Matan Teireh, the main focus of Matan Teireh is the fact that it comes down into action. But also given the Tainas HaMalochim, this was the argument that the Malochim argued when they didn't want Teireh to be given to the Eden. Chamuda Gnuzachulo. Teireh is a precious hidden treasure of Hashem. So Hashem's ray of, of godliness, which is in Teireh, should be given where? It belongs in heavens, in a Ruchni's world. Since Teir is the ultimate spiritual and highest expression of Hashem. Where is Teir should be given and expressed? 
die darf gegeben werden, Allah Shamaim. It should be given in heavens. Was is Hacha Philip von Ruchnius, Shabaylam Haza, Seychel Adam, which is even higher than any Ruchnius that we know here in this world. Intellect. Human intellect is a Ruchnius like a thing. It's not a Gashmius like a tangible thing. But Teire belongs in heavens, which are beyond, completely beyond even any Ruchnius intellect, human intellect that we know of in this world. That was the argument of the Malachim. Now, so when, on the way to Matan you get rid of Amalek. Now, what does Amalek represent? Amalek did not want that your understanding should impact your behavior, the lower elements of the person. But you will that from what you understand in your mind, it should come down and affect you and impact you and your feelings and in your actions. And then you have the completion of Hashem's name with the Yudke and the Vavke come together. So by this preparation that they got rid of Amalek, now you could also nullify the argument of the Malachim of that Hashem's glory of the Torah should remain in heaven. And after eradicating Amalek, then you can give the Torah here down below in this world. So therefore we see now that the union of Amalek is not just some side point of a story that happened, but Amalek was a fight against the whole entire union of Torah altogether which is to unify, to bring together the Teireh, the Elyain, down into this world in the Maiseb Apoel. So this explains how great remembering Amalek is. And therefore it's more important, more significant than the other of the six Chiris. Because remembering Amalek is an introduction and a condition to the entire concept of the Torah being given in this world. Even before Yid could take the Torah and receive and take the Torah for himself, you first have to have that internal work in yourself to clear up the passageway from what's going on in your mind, from what you understand, that it shouldn't just remain something that you learn intellectually and cold, and you look at yourself and you say, I'm disconnected to what I learned, I can be myself. The first thing is a person has to put himself in the right mode to open up the connection of what he knows that it should affect his heart. And now you're a keli to go and take and learn and receive and fulfill the Teireh. Through fulfilling the mitzvah of remembering Amalek now in the time of Golis. So this nullifies, this eradicates the Amalek within the life of a Yid. We can hasten the coming as that we should have the ability to fulfill the mitzvah of erasing and eradicating Amalek physically in the entire world and even physically. That we will be to appointing a king which is Malka Meshicha, appointing Malach HaMashiach and he will clarify to us who is Amalek. He will fight the battles of Hashem, including this battle of fighting and eradicating Amalek. And he will be victorious. And then he will build the third Beis Hamikdash. May it be, speedily in our days, literally.